Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Do you need heavy equipment or farm equipment? Look no further than Southern Equipment and Parts in Laurel. We have a wide selection of new and used equipment from many top brands. We also offer parts, service, and rentals. Whether you're a contractor, farmer, or just need help around the house, we have what you need. Southern Equipment is your one-stop shop for all farm and heavy equipment. Visit us at 5237 Highway 84 West and southernequipparts.com or call 601-651-4555. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, welcome aboard. We uh, normally do the uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour uh, from Pete Taylor Park on opening day. But the truth is, it was just too daggum cold last week, so uh, we pushed it back till today. We're right outside the baseball office. We're glad you're with us around the state, wherever you're tuned in. Or whether you're tuned in online, welcome to the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're not in our normal studio today, but we will have Daniel Stewart from our studio sponsor here later. We're in front of uh, the coach's office here, Pete Taylor Park. I tried to find us a uh, shady spot. And we're really delighted today because, first, we have the play-by-play voice of the University of Illinois. Scott Beattie's going to be joining us. Larry Warren's going to be here. Daniel Stewart. But we're most excited about our dear friend and uh, legend, is co-hosting the entire hour with us his, today, Hill his, his name is on the field out there. Right? Yeah. What's that like, Coach? What's that like? By the way, you failed on the getting us in the shade. But. I didn't do a very good job. <laughs> you very forgot the sun. I moves. screwed up your gizzard dinner last <laughs> yeah. Friday, calling you too you soon. You forgot the sun moves this way. <laughs> how, many, how many how many gizzards did you eat though from Mama Hamill's last? Well, week? I don't I don't keep up on it that way. It's what's left. But uh, you know, by the way, I had to go back in and tip the waitress and. Let because I left it, and she, and she she thought I got sick because I left some gizzards. There. Yeah, gizzards are not real good cold, are they? <laughs> no. and, and your tip was especially nice, Coach. I thought that lucky Lindy in the fourth race at Belmont Park, that was very nice. <laughs> now, you had lunch today. You you said you were coming down to have lunch with Scott Berry, but what happened? Yeah, well, you know, he's so tight. He won't, he won't buy anything. And, but I said I'd come eat with him, and I got in there, and he gave me some candy-coated M&M peanuts. Yeah, and, I saw that. Yeah. And, 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 well, and, and, well, come to find out, he had given up sweets for Lent. The only reason he gave me those. So. <laughs> but, but if he was real tight, he did just give me the regular M&M's. Coach. <laughs> well, you, you, you got the peanuts, the, the advanced that's models. True. He, I but thought he, that's a walk around looking for something to eat. <laughs> he couldn't find anything to eat. The, There's the, nothing like going in Scott Berry's office being surrounded by, uh, deer. by deer on the wall and then yeah. hear, hear the story of the one that's not mounted yet, but it's about to be yeah. mounted. Yeah. Are those peanuts still in there, the peanut m and Yeah, there's a few of them. I ate them all. I was in there a couple of weeks ago, and Jody Lott was sitting on the couch, and every time I looked at the peanut m and Jody bowed up, so I, was, I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to <laughs> get Kelly it. tried to get up and run inside when you mentioned He them. tried to eat your – by the way, yeah. I saved Luke Johnson's Valentine's candy. A client gave this to us, and the first thing Sanders said when he sat down here today is, 
Sure, we don't need to check those to make sure they're okay. It's actually. Did you retape it, or it's, be it's actually sealed? Good job. <laughs> they're poisonous. I would hate for you to, you know, get to something that was, you know, Coach Denson. I I want to ask you as you're here today. It it seems anybody that doesn't, you know, know that you were here back in the day, they have to be living in a cave. But does that almost seem like a prior life to you? Because absolutely, it does. I, it's I, you sometimes have to think about it. You know how. I lived here 20 years, and uh, it's just one of those blurs. And, uh, but a lot of the things that you envisioned back in the day was, and, and I remember you when, when this was just a bare-boned baseball field, you said, okay, someday there's going to be this over here, and they should build this here. You, you kind of envisioned this well ahead of your time and would have done it, except gosh, there's just no money to do it. Right. and Well, it was a fight the whole time, too, uh, because of money. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's the way it worked. But uh, we just did it step by step as we went along and then got to the point of building the field. And, uh, you know, I had two great assistants, Charlie Gray and, and Doug Lambeth. And uh, Doug Lambeth is actually uh, still in Hattiesburg here. And, and uh, Doug is the one that put together the idea of how to, how to pay for the stadium. Coach Mack, you know, you know, and I always have to take cussing when I went in there just, just to talk. But uh, that's former athletic director Bill yeah, McClellan. Yeah, Bill McClellan, and uh, he's always fussing. But later on, he'd work with you on the thing. What, what percentage of the time do you really did you find yourself out selling this program to corporate money, and actually, then the other percentage of the time actually coaching this team and, and recruiting and doing everything that you had to do back then. I. I I don't know. I've ever been asked that question, but it was a lot of the time we were out. And, and, and you know, I had had two great assistants that, uh, you know, basically was you, you, you handle the pitching, Doug, and Charlie, you handle the hitters. And, and, of course, Charlie handled our recruiting at the same time. And, uh, you know, a lot of times I'd get here right at practice time and we'd have a – I'd usually do the practice schedule every morning and before I left or whatever, but – did a lot of time spending it out talking to people and trying to get things done. Yeah, and that's the thing, Bob, is that, is that back then it was all about uncovering every rock that you possibly right. could, taking a check of any amount that could go right. toward this baseball program. You know, a guy that helped you a lot, and I know you've told me this before, that we lost in the past year was Ben Willoughby. Oh, man, yeah. And Ben Ben was right in there with us. And, uh, uh, you know, yeah, I guess he, he was the first Eagle Club director because of uh, and I don't think we named it Eagle Club till Bill McClellan got here, and Ben was already running it. And uh, Ben knew how to get things done. And uh, you know, I didn't have any equipment to work with. Uh, I didn't even have anything to drag the field with, or pull a pull a drag. Didn't even have a drag to pull, really. You know, one of the first. <laughs> I don't know. I've better say this not, but the, the the first week that we played, I got here in January. I got here after Christmas. January the 3rd or 4th, school started and players came in. And then we played three weeks later our first game against Skip Bertman, by the way. <laughs> and uh, Skip was uh, – actually, we played them the second week with him. It was Skip's first game. He came here and played. Uh, but anyhow, we uh, – the first weekend, we're getting ready to practice. We're practicing on the field on Friday. I mean, Thursday before the Friday game. And it was about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I look up in the physical plant, guys were sitting on top of the hill with, with a tractor and a drag. And, and so they walked down, and I walked over and talked to him. He said, 
Coach, we need y'all to go ahead and get off the field. We need to uh, drag the field. I said, what do you mean drag the field? He said, we drag it on Friday for the weekend series. And I, I said, you drag the field just one time on Thursday <laughs> afternoon? And we got a doubleheader Saturday now. And there's nobody here or anything. He said, no. And I said, well, can y'all leave the equipment where we can drag it? And the answer was no. They had to take it back to physical plant. So we had to, that Thursday night, Bill, uh, Doug, and, and Charlie and I, Got some two by twelves and built some uh, wooden drags with uh, some two by two handles on them that the players we could run some of the players out there that weren't in the game and drag the field and, and all that. So that was our drags. At the it's come a long way since. Here's tell me if I'm wrong about this. I think you shared something before he came, but you shared something that the great M K Turk shared. You knew that baseball, yes, was a sport, but you knew that baseball had to be entertaining. Am I right about that? Absolutely. To get people to come. It is entertainment. And, uh, you know, we talked with the team. That was one of the first things we'd talk about every year is, is you guys are entertainers. Do you understand that? You, you are entertainers, and your job is to uh, make it fun for people. And, of course, they like it, and it makes it a lot more fun when you win. You understand that yeah. up front. So. You know, you need to do things that make it fun. I don't ever want to see you not giving an autograph to a kid or calling him over and that sort of thing. You know, you're going to learn how to stand, do the national anthem, and you're going to have to do the things that it takes to be uh, a salesman for our baseball program. And and I think every team I ever coached heard that at the beginning, or we ever coached, and uh, heard that from the beginning and 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 let's make it fun and and this, you still do that i i saw by the way i saw jay ladner's team doing that the other day yeah. after after yeah. the yeah. basketball game they didn't go hide in the dragon's dressing room and and they stayed out on the court and i saw all sorts of kids walking up and I, getting re- I was one of those kids i mean i remember i wore my heath cantrell jersey with the metro conference on the right you know absolutely and, and you gave me autograph more than once as a kid and i just i would have a baseball year to year that would do the same thing for football and that's that's one of the things that i remember like how accessible our players were to the fans and how much they appreciate it and so when i played football here i loved returning the favor that they had done for me all those years as a kid and i think the players really like it too in the end but uh, a lot of people don't like that so yeah well we sure like you and we're glad you're here and before we bring the uh, play-by-play young man from illinois on uh, i asked you before we went on the air you know the illinois being from the north would they be competitive here and your indication was yes they will be that's what absolutely Those guys been been practicing all year indoors, and uh, mm-hmm. they they don't have to look through with these rules where you might get caught if you outside somebody looking at you. In the <laughs> <channel>. <laughs> We've got uh, the legend Hill Denson and our very good friend with us. He's here for the entire hour. We're happy to say. Scott Beatty does the play-by-play for the University of Illinois. He'll be here on the uh, mic tonight. He's about to be on our microphones right after this.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right. Uh, before we uh, before we get going, I want to share something here with you, Luke. Uh, I had lunch today on my way down here at uh, Fort Street Bar and Grill. Yeah. My sponsor. Was it good? Never guess what I ate. Fried catfish. Catfish Friday. Friday. It's really unbelievable catfish. The young lady that waited on me, and I got this text, her name is Virginia, and she asked me if I could uh, mention her today. Her dad is a big Super Talk Eagle Hour listener, and he she says it would mean a lot to her and him. So, there we go. Uh, so thank you. And we did make arrangements. The, the opening conference weekend, we will be at 4th Street that Friday. Awesome. So I want to thank 4th Street Bar and Grill. Also, Dickie's uh, Barbecue. Don't want to forget our sponsors. Campus Bookmark. Campus Bookmark. D1, D-Bat, I mean, we could go on. Everybody. Jana King, we, we appreciate them all. We also appreciate the fact that uh, Scott Beatty agreed to join us here. He is the play-by-play voice for the University of Illinois. He'll be calling all three games here. Scott, thanks, man. We appreciate you coming here. Guys, this is this is the, the center of college baseball here in the state of Mississippi. So when when I saw this schedule last year, yeah. I, I couldn't wait for it. And then, of course, everything that transpired, uh, maybe I shouldn't bring it up, but, you know, with the Super Regional We hosted here, a Super Regional yes. here. We can just leave it at that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. We did eliminate LSU. Let's but, not uh, forget that. Yeah, but to have, you know, two national champions from this state and how yeah. good the Eagles program is. Yeah. And, I mean, this we, is we do great. want to compliment you because Bob's so old, everybody is a young man or a young woman, so he was complimenting you in the previous segment when he introduced you. I heard that, and I wondered when, if my dad had gotten here when, you know, because, well, that was when I talked to, I, I, we, I passed, cross paths with a few of the players yesterday, and I had to ask a question. I was looking for direction for something. They said, no, sir, yes, sir. That's well, the South. I know. Yeah, we're here. That's yeah. the South. You, you made that comment to me the other day on the phone that it was the uni- center of the universe of college baseball. Uh, it pretty, it is astounding but I will tell you that the, the dean of sports writers in the state of Mississippi is a man by the name of Rick Cleveland. There's, there's not a close second. Rick Cleveland said Boo Ferris, who's a gentleman that coached at Delta State University, Ron Polk, who coached at Mississippi State, and this gentleman right here are the reason that college baseball it is, is what it is in the state of Mississippi. I think that's true. And uh, it would be hard for us to overemphasize the passion and the pride. Is it not fair to say, Coach, that that alumni and fans from all three major universities have about baseball in the state? Absolutely. Uh, one thing that we're not 50th in, we're normally ranked 50th in every <laughs> survey they do throughout the nation in, in Mississippi. And uh, one thing we're not 50th in is college baseball. And I think we're somewhere in that top one, two, three, maybe four. Yeah, somewhere in there. Trying to yes. trying to pull off the the trifecta this year for for Mississippi to go three peat with the Golden Eagles. So tell us about the fight in Illini. Um, you guys uh, went two and two. You're at Wake Forest. It was a tournament, right? You and Youngstown State and Wake. It was more just a scheduled uh, three teams in one place, and you know obviously teams in the north need to find places come south. So did four games in three days, going two against Youngstown State and two against Wake Forest. And stop me if you've heard this before, because Illinois. First opposing pitcher, Rhett Lauder, Wake Forest. Consensus All-American last year. <laughs> uh, pitcher of the year for the conference. And Team USA pitcher. Does that sound like anybody that's on there the, we go. So you, the guy, Golden Eagles? There we go. Yeah, yeah. 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 In, in uh, Tanner Hall. And uh, 
Rhett Louder last weekend, I think about the third or fourth inning, started to break a sweat and uh, got through his five in one run. And I uh, looked at Tanner Hall's line and go, oh, this might be another one of those. You know, maybe he's still on a pitch count in week two. We'll see. How, how is it early in the season, though, for Northern teams? We've played Ohio State in the past at a tournament in Pensacola. Played a few more, but we hadn't really played you know, somebody uh, out of the Big Ten in, in quite a while. But, I mean, is it the first month of the season that's kind of difficult for you guys because you don't get to be around the house much? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Uh, Illinois has a spectacular new indoor training facility. It is beautiful. It's, it's basically the size of an infield. So... You can do all the hitting in the cages you want and infield defense and obviously pitching and all that. But there is, and, and they practice uh, scrimmage, you know, in the football indoor. There's nothing like being outdoors to work on fly balls and, and relays and all that. So to me, that's probably the biggest disadvantage in getting down here to the south is are you catching and throwing the way you need to in the first couple of weeks? They asked me if it was made it a big difference, and I, I my past experience was no. They were always mighty good when they got here. So, <laughs> so about, where, where are you time. traveling? Let's come again. Where are you traveling? Are you on a tour? Do you? I know uh, we go back and forth every weekend. So we flew um, to Winston Salem last weekend and back, and we flew down to New Orleans for this weekend and back, and then next weekend we're at Sam Houston State. So we'll go down to Houston, I assume, and and bus up and then the last weekend almost always make a trip to coastal carolina which is now your conference partners yeah. mm-hmm. fantastic facility fantastic head coach there and gary yeah. gary gilmore all right so tell our fans who to listen who, who to watch for this weekend well obviously everything lives and dies for uh with starting pitching so uh all three starting pitchers have good stuff it's just the age-old do they have the command and if they can establish it hitting wise it's a veteran lineup it's back um, Cam McDonald is um, he, he's just a ball player. He can play about anywhere on the field. He had a 63-game on-base streak Good. that came to end at uh, the end of last year. Um, he and Brandon Comia are fifth-year guys. Danny Dolligale is another stud in the outfield. They've brought in uh, Drake Westcott. He's a transfer from Louisville. He plays first base. He's got some pop. And then um, a new guy that I haven't seen yet. He's he, he did not make the trip last weekend. I don't know how much he'll play, but I'm curious to see what he will do is Christian Smith. He's a Vanderbilt transfer. So um, Dan Hartlib, head coach, the hallmarks of his team are competitive at bats. When they're doing that, you know, there's, there's ways to win baseball games sometimes just by grinding it out and putting the ball in play. I'm sure you know that, Hill, yeah. more than anybody. Oh, yeah. And sometimes you just got to make them make a play kind of thing. Well, one of the things I'm just noticing um, is looking through the, the statistics, Golden Eagles struck out 41 times um, through four games. Illinois struck out 54 times. Is, is that Was that just what you were facing last week, or is this a, a team that's pretty aggressive at the plate? Both. Um, Wake Forest has some studs. Um, so, there's, I mean, Rhett Lauder may be a top-ten pick, right. for example. But you really can't excuse 54 strikeouts in four ball games. There's just no way to win. And um, if if the pitcher's just better and you have a competitive at bat, tip your cap. Yeah. Um, if you're kind of not coming up there with a plan and an approach that's solid, then you gotta you got to change some things up because, you know, sometimes you can get, I don't know, if you get starstruck, it was opening weekend, you're facing guys that look different than the jerseys you've been facing all winter for the first time. Um, so, so I think it's it's a mix. 
especially with the Wake Forest arms, no disrespect to Youngstown State, but the approach at the plate just has to be better. Put the ball in play. Hit it hard. And this is one of those weekends. I mean, guys, this is going to be, you know, in the the low to mid-80s all weekend. So pitching is always ahead of batting. But you, you feel like this is feel like the calendar's been maybe expedited, uh, maybe two weeks or three weeks, Bob. You know, with this series being as warm as it is, Coach. Because of the temperature, you know, it was pretty cold last weekend. Do you anticipate that the pitchers will get a, a longer strike count or pitch count than they did last week? Does that have anything? To uh, do with it? Probably won't have anything to do with it. But the uh, the the one thing I noticed over my ever how many years it was coaching the first day that it's 80 degrees in a game everything is very lethargic the whole game is for some reason and it and, uh, so this is that first game uh, i don't know why that is but i just noticed that over after probably about 60 years or whatever it was coaching that it would happen every year and usually it's not this early but it would hit after you've been playing in 50s and 60s and 70 right. degrees. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know if that'll have anything to do with tonight. But the, uh, it feels good to play now. Absolutely. And I think everybody will get it. Uh, I don't look for the, the part about striking out is absolutely the pitchers are always ahead of the hitters is what it amounts to. Yeah. So that's that's everybody worried about that on every ball club right now but everybody knows that it's not going to happen San- Sanders lurking so please pro- please tell me he went and got these peanuts he didn't steal the peanuts out of coach Barry's <laughs> office he did this is lunch there it did is you really you got you protein did? and oh, carbohydrates yeah. in it right. about a minute left yeah. with you Scott um your guys uh, when's, the, when's the last time you guys have been this deep in the south uh, well, we've been to Florida a few times, but it's, uh, I think, uh, Tulane, maybe in 2016-ish. So it's been a minute since so, we've been down here. But, I mean, from um, regardless of who it is, your guys coming on the road getting to play for a team, a play against a team that hosted Super Regional last year, they'll be amped up for this series as well. Yeah, and, and for the Big Ten, the key is, um, because they've kind of fallen off a, a little bit in terms of the RPI, uh, they only got two teams in the bracket last year which i don't i don't personally agree with but sure. i understand why because they made the decision to go conference only in 2021 um so it's really important that the big 10 schedules well in non-conference so that the water table comes up when it comes time for selection show all right scott what have you heard about the crowds down here uh i've heard they're very peaceful and polite yeah, that pretty much sums it up. You, you, I also you just heard, believe that. Believe I that. also have heard that I'm just going to walk out the right field fence there and help myself to the tailgates. They actually <laughs> might go. do that. You can do that. You can do that. <laughs> hey, thank you for coming. This is a treat, guys. I really appreciate Hope it. Hope you enjoy your weekend down here. And, uh, good luck to you guys all year. Absolutely. Southern hospitality is uh, ringing true here. There we go. Super Talk Eagle Hour continues from Pete Taylor Park right after this. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Bob. All right, welcome back to the uh, Super Talk Eagle Hour. Let me see if I can uh, 
get everything adjusted here. All right, we're glad you're back. Uh, we're broadcasting today from Pete Taylor Park. Uh, we're not in our normal studio, but whenever we go on the road, uh, we make sure Daniel Stewart comes. He brings the studio with us. That's right. The Southern Bancorp Studio. My d- very dear friend, Larry Warren, Warren & Warren Asphalt Company, a massive, huge supporter of Southern Miss Baseball is with us. And Coach Hill Denson uh, joins us. Coach, I'm going to tell you, the man sitting to your right paved the parking lot you came in here on today. He loves Southern Miss baseball. He's fallen in love with the program that you started, Larry Warren. Absolutely, and and I, I already told him how much I appreciate him sponsoring this show because I listen to it all the time in Jackson. And so, but it's a great thing, and and he came from good stock because his 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 uncle, his cousin, cousin Lawrence Lawrence Warren was. Uh, one of our biggest assets when we were trying to get things going here by doing a little under-the-table stuff helping us. So. Yeah. Larry Warren, what is it about Southern Miss baseball that uh, you fell in love with? So? Well, number one was the fans, the way that they pe- uh, treated the other team with respect. Everybody was always gracious, win or lose. And that's, that's the biggest thing is that uh, – Southern Miss stands, and it's to the top is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's really great. You think a lot of the man that runs the program, too, don't you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, let me tell you what, guys. This man was born and raised in Baton Rouge. Grew up, obviously, grew up an LSU fan. Mm-hmm. When we made that last out last year <laughs> against LSU, Larry and I, no one said a word, but we just looked at each other, and all we could do was just hug each other. <laughs> it was It was unbelievable. You were... You were a thousand percent as excited as I were, weren't Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was unbelievable. To beat LSU back to back was unbelievable. Yeah. Put that in perspective, uh, Coach. Beating a, a, a program like LSU in a region. Well, it's, it's, so, and what you're not saying is that we beat them after uh, they got lucky and got hot in this and beat us first game. I, I don't think there's any question we were a better ball club than they were last year, but. After taking a gut punch like we took the first game, it's it's had made it even more respectable that we were able to come back and win that. And of course, I was I was at Oklahoma State running the tournament up there and watching it on TV in the, in the box up there. Should have been watching the game I was supposed to be watching, but I was watching this one. So uh, it it makes me nervous as a crow watching it or listening to it off somewhere else a lot more so than if I was in the dugout. But uh, it's it's very nerve wracking. But I I was like you guys. I was all excited. Daniel Stewart from Southern Bancorp played baseball here, pitcher here for the Golden Eagles. You put in perspective what Coach just said. You take a gut punch, losing a 10-run lead in the last inning, losing early on in the tournament, to come back to win your way back through the bracket and defeat LSU twice. Yeah. Well, you know, it's always, uh, I say, when you're expected to do well, sometimes it's hard to live up to those expectations. But when you take that gut punch and – you kind of get that feeling like the crowd might be saying, oh, they're done. You know, something spurs on inside of you, so you know we're not done. And obviously last year, I mean, they took that gut punch and came back two games and, and put LSU away. So, um, you know, that's the emotional side of sports. Um, are you at the bottom of the roller coaster at the top? And uh, that gut punch, bottom, and they bounced back and took two games. And, man, what a – energized place it was. All right, Coach. Now, you know as well as me that because of that, ticket sales went up. You had some fans get on the bandwagon. 
as a coach, who did you appreciate more? The fans that came when you were doing really good or the fans that were with you no matter what? Well, the fans that come all the time would be my, my favorites, but uh, obviously it, it's great to have those other guys. And, you know, I was on, on, on with you guys the day before the Super Regionals. We were down at uh, one of the restaurants we were right, at. But right. uh, Steve Davenport was on with us, and right. Steve owns all these Super Talk stations and all that and has been in the business around here somewhere around 100 years. Pretty close. And uh, Steve, uh, he said... To me, between he didn't say it on the air, but he said it between uh, times there when we were off. He said, "Hill, I've been around Mississippi sports with Ole Miss State and, and Southern Miss, and they, they gave us our first radio contract. He did. Mm-hmm. He said, I've been to uh, bowl games. I've been to the national championship NIT. I've been to everything, this big games in Jackson and all that. He said, Hill, there's never been a ticket as hard to buy or get to go to a game as it is here. This game today, tomorrow, and that's what he was saying. Then. Right. And he said, right. never seen a ticket that hard right. to get. And we had a said, great time with him, didn't we? Absolutely. Steve's, Steve's a great guy. So. Yeah, he is no stranger to the Eagle Hour. And of course, we always bring him on special occasions. And, uh, and he was with us for two hours last year yeah. with uh, – John Cox and uh, Mr. Davenport. Now, Larry Warren, when you sat down, I heard Coach say something. You put a smile on my face. He said, "I'm nice to meet. Uh, it's nice to meet you. You're that man that doesn't do highway work and never will." Absolutely. Does the driveways in the parking lot? But he's not going to do highway work, is he? Yeah. Tell us, real, tell us about Warren and Warren. How, how did how did Warren and Warren get to where you are today? And how did you how did you get into business, Larry? Um, it was really out of uh, high school and went to college, went to military, and and um, just my uncle had Warren Taven here in town, and I just I was at LSU and I was trying to decide what to do, and uh, so I ended up coming here. And uh, started in business in '72, and through a lot of years, we're we're an overnight success. It took 51 years to get to here. be an overnight success. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's called working for something, isn't it, Coach? Long that's, like night. You, that's like you build a baseball program. Isn't it? Yep, no question about it. You have to do it a little at a time. Right. And then you have Southern Bank Corps, a business that comes in here, sets up uh, in Midtown, embraces the university. Heck, I mean, the whole management staff down there play baseball here almost, did they not? Mm, it's, it seems like, yeah. Our, our market president, Chris Sester, played back in, uh, I believe, the mid-'90s. Um, my time here was, uh, my senior year was 2002. So, you know, we we really love the baseball program, but we love Southern Miss uh, and everything about this university as well. Now, you played for Coach Palmer. I did. Who obviously followed the uh, coach here with us. Yeah. Uh, we're we're pitchers back then tougher than they are now because i know you i've had some of your pitchers tell me coach that if they were pitching well they might pitch 130 40 pitches you wouldn't bring them out as long as they could get the ball across the plate 
Well, I don't remember that, but I mean, uh, I, I remember Damon Pollard probably is one of those guys that said that. But he and, and Daryl Lindsay, two of our pitchers over the years that liked staying there and wanted to stay in there. And then, I think it was Mr. Lindsay, actually. So. That's probably who it was. <laughs> yeah, he, but, yeah, you know, back then we didn't have about one or two, so... You know, we keep them in there as long as we could. And, of course, baseball's changed, too. If you mm-hmm. Major yes. leagues have changed. And, you know, back in the day, Boo Ferris pitched and all that. Those guys would go nine innings every game, just mm-hmm. about. And so mm-hmm. you can It was imagine. a lot more common back then, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. We didn't have this. We didn't have. We might have had the closer guys, but we didn't have the setup people that you have now. And most every team in the big leagues has a starter that they, he's going to go five innings unless he's just wheeling and dealing. And he's coming out, and we got a six-inning setup guy, a seventh-inning setup guy, an eighth-inning, and a closer. And they all got it that way. So the hitters are not seeing a guy more than once or twice, and that makes a difference to the hitters, you know. Right. So uh, you don't get to watch them all day and see what they're doing to you and think with them and, and that sort of thing. So you're seeing a different guy come out there all the time. And we do that in college baseball now. So, so the game changed a little bit. So if Lindsey was pitching today, he would probably have to come out after eight at least. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, I know you, you know a lot about building successful programs, and you I think you'll agree that you – you have to have people like Larry Warren, and you have to have people like oh, Daniel absolutely. Stewart and, and, and his company. They really provide you with the fuel that your program needs. Is that not correct? correct. Oh, no no doubt about it. And, and, and we have them here. And, and really, all the colleges, I'm sure Scott from Illinois would tell you the same thing up around there. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just it's part of it. you got to have it. Uh, well, Larry Warren, uh, not only are you my very dear friend personally but you're a great supporter of the program and a great supporter of super talk he was a supporter at super talk before he and i got to know each other is there any chance you will ever do highway work absolutely none no absolutely none. <laughs> and, and you will answer the phone every time every time can we get you to come to jackson and fill a few potholes <laughs> uh, we'll have to stand in line a little while <laughs> And Daniel, thank you and Southern Banker. We always want you when we're on location. You're always willing to come. We appreciate you. Glad to be here. All right, we'll wrap it up right after this. segment of the week live from pete taylor park eagle hour live on location today the remote southern bank horse studio appreciate daniel stewart larry warren joining us scott Beatty, the play-by-play voice for the illinois illinois fighting Illini, who 
taking on the Golden Eagles uh, this weekend. Of course, Hill Denson's been sitting with us, in with us, and uh, he continues to. Bunch of stuff going on this weekend. Softball uh, has several games against Yale and Nickel State. Women's basketball at Louisiana tonight at five. Men's basketball at seven at Texas State, and of course, first pitch tonight at, at the Pete six. PM. Hey, we do want to mention this. Football uh, just announced um, some of the dates, and I know a lot of people have been, been wondering about this. So we know we got Alcorn at home, Florida State at Tallahassee, Tulane in Hattiesburg, Arkansas State uh, at, at Jonesboro. You get Texas State September 30th, Old Dominion for homecoming October 7th. Then you play two on the road, South Alabama on a Tuesday, October 17th. But the game that people have been wanting to uh, to know when it was, Appalachian State, Halloween weekend, October 28th. Get to go to Boone. It'll be beautiful up there. ULM at home on a, November the 4th. Louisiana on a Thursday night down in the Bayou, November 9th. Mississippi State Saturday, uh, November 18th. And Troy at home to finish the season. Pretty interesting. There'll be like three Saturdays Eagles don't play. You know, in, in between. So I, I don't like the fact that that Louisiana game, any game, is the Saturday after Thanksgiving because history in Troy. Hattiesburg. Or Troy. Troy. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, Troy, the last game. We just don't get crowds the Saturday of yeah. Thanksgiving. No. A lot of people go I don't away. like a Tuesday night game. What's that about? Especially a big one against South Al. I, I think that, that does tell you, though, that the Thursday and the. Um, there's a Montenegro walking in right behind us. There we go. Um, the, the Thursday night and the Tuesday night will have to be national broadcast. That, that's why they'll they'll be that way. All right, Coach Denson, this weekend there are no starting left-handed pitching. Tonight the uh, line I go with Riley Goins, uh, 1.8 ERA against uh, Tanner Hall. Jack Crowder pitches tomorrow, 2.25 ERA against Matt Adams. And then Jack Wellinger, Jr., against Nico Mazza. Pretty pleased with the uh, the pitching and the, the rotation so far, huh? Absolutely. They uh, uh Look mighty good to me, and of course that's one of the things might be concerned part of the staff since we were robbed during the summer with all the pro pro guys. So, uh, and that they look mighty good to me. Could you have a better pitching coach than Christian Ostrander? Nope, he's he's as good as there is in the country. He's the best, no question. Just Oz doing Oz things. What is it? What is it about him that makes him so successful? You think, Coach? First of all, he's such a great guy, and and the guys love him so much. They, uh, you know, do whatever he wants done. So, uh, and he wants done what's right for them. So, uh, he's just one of those guys that can relate to them, and everybody relates to him. And so, he's a super guy. Super guy, super person, super coach. So how do you see this uh, series this weekend, Coach Denson? Well, I see sweep. I always see sweep, though. I've always seen sweep. We like it. You think it's going to be a sweep, but you know it's mighty tough to sweep anybody. So So expert analysis last Friday with Jeremy. Expert right. analysis this Friday. All right. this We've been waiting on this moment, too. Luke Johnson has been scouring Eagle Post all week and has come up. You're familiar with that, aren't you, Coach? I hate to hear him. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and he has uh, come up with the most enlightening post of the week. The, the most astute observation. Astute observation. Are there some nominees? <laughs> like, the, like, do you have it? Like I, yesterday? I, I mean, these are all equally enlightening from their own different perspectives. <laughs> I love that term. The first one. The first one. Did we, side, did we fire some coaches over the week? We wanted to. That's what we'll lead with. It's always during, that. During the second game against Liberty, can the new trend be, quote, fire our hitting coach? Makes a lot of sense, huh, coach? 
Don't get him started. Here's another one. I can't one. say what I want to say. Here's another one. Why was Dickerson playing second base? A really good Southern Miss baseball fan said, shift. <laughs> Jeez, I didn't think the offense could get worse from last year. That was after two games. Those are all very good. You mean, do you mean there's even one more astute than that? What I know there is plenty of seats wide open at the peak. Less crowd noise. Two, T-O, too many tickets sold. Too many season tickets too sold. Many, <laughs> too many tickets sold, Coach. You, you like that, huh? I don't need to talk about that one either. Someone asked why some of the strikeout Ks are backward. <laughs> Maybe it's because they're from rural Mississippi. Um, ran out of pe- peanuts on the first weekend. You can't run out of peanuts on the first weekend of the season. Was, I actually was, know this guy. That, 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 was, that was pretty hard. Yeah. You, you wanted to quote the one about Tate Parker and athletic training. Uh, why don't we? Why don't we have trainers who can uh, rub their hammies before the game starts? Stretch out hamstrings. Stretch right. out hamstrings before the game starts. We can do better than this. <laughs> the most honest post of the week, and we, this is a thumbs up. Got busted watching the game at the Ash Wednesday service. Go Eagles! <laughs> and then I thought this was really special. A guy named Timothy Roberts said he posted a picture of his three-year-old and said her first trip to Pete Taylor Park was a success. I recruited us a new little Golden Eagle yesterday. Thanks to those that I was able to get tickets from, you made my little three-year-old very happy. Well, that was okay. a good one. That's that a great one. Picture with her and Seymour. By good the way, stuff. I needed to put one in there. I needed to put a picture of it. I was really, 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 really proud of the new urinals and commodes in the <laughs> They have been here since we built it. Now, now you, you had behaved yourself so well, Coach Denson, but just couldn't help yourself, could you? Absolutely. Great. I, I sent a picture of it to Jeremy and, and with, with a thumbs up, and he sent me one back with a thumbs up. So. All right, Coach. Thanks for coming. Thank we, you. We love you, Coach Denson. Thank you, man. We'll be back Monday. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.